You're listening to Waroni Radio, the voice of students at the ANU. Welcome to It's Eurovision here on Waroni Radio. Uh, I'm Nat. And I'm Sam. And we are so excited for today's episode. Yes, we're so, so excited. This episode is all about a legend of Australian Eurovision, Dami Im. In the most exciting of exciting news, we got the chance to interview Dami this morning to promote her upcoming Canberra show on Friday the 23rd of July. Tickets are still available on the Canberra Theatre website, which we'll link on our Facebook page. Now, before we get to the interview, let's remind ourselves of the achievements of this incredibly impressive woman. So Dami won X Factor. She is Eurovision royalty coming second in 2016. Her Eurovision song Sound of Silence charted in 38 countries. Dami has had four top 10 albums on the ARIA chart and further hit singles with the likes of Alive, Superlove and Gladiator. Without further ado, uh, here is our interview with Dami on It's Eurovision on Waroni Radio. Dami, thank you for joining us here today on It's Eurovision. First of all, how are you this morning? Yeah, I'm really good, really good. Great to chat with you guys. Oh, well, we're a show here that's all about Eurovision, so we're so excited to have you on as our guest this morning, and we're very excited to see you um, in concert as well in Canberra. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to be coming over tomorrow. Yes, so after a crazy 18 months, what has it been like to be back performing in front of live audiences? Um, yeah, you know, so many of my show dates have been cancelled or rescheduled because of COVID. It's been, it's been really hard and annoying and frustrating and all of that. Um, but yeah, I'm actually playing, finally playing in Canberra and be able to kick off my tour. So I'm super, super excited to do that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting just kind of like how much we've all missed live music and I'm so excited that this is one of the first concerts that I'm seeing um, seeing live again. So do you think COVID has changed how you approach your music or this tour? Well, I think COVID's definitely made me appreciate it a lot more, you know, not take things for granted, um, you know, and really like I look forward to doing shows but I've never been so kind of excited and you know really sort of counting down to the day of <laughs> doing a show uh so yeah it's kind of made me feel more appreciative and reignited the kind of that that pure passion for it so yeah yeah oh that's so exciting to hear um, yes, your new single Lonely Cactus was written during COVID. Can you tell us a bit about the songwriting process and what that was like? Yeah, so uh, I, I wrote Lonely Cactus during, uh, I think, end of last year, actually, where, you know, 2020 had so much time locked down, locking down in Brisbane and I was feeling a bit, you know, lonely and I wanted to you know, socialize again. And you know, I can't wait to have people back at my house and have, you know, a dinner party or something. And then finally, when I got to actually invite people again, I was going, mm, when are they going to go back home? <laughs> uh, so it's like being lonely, but also being a prickly cactus around other people and wanting to be alone. So that's kind of what the song is about. And yeah, I, I thought... It, it was like a sort of a joke at the start, but then it actually became this tune that I was really 
enjoying and I, I really loved it. So it's like, oh, wow. Um, you know, I took it to Andrew, one above, his, his, uh, this incredible producer. And, you know, um, so we, we actually finished it and wrote it over Zoom. So, um, yeah, that was really different <laughs> for me. Not like I've never done that before this song so to have actually finished the song through zoom and then actually released it into the world that's been a really cool experience did you find that doing it over zoom made you like did you find that it was sort of a bit difficult to like connect in the same way with the other you know members of your creative team yeah you know like I I was worried about it at first but then it kind of like it's 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 got its pros and cons but there were a lot of positives where I felt less sort of self-conscious about myself because it's just a screen you know and if I wanted to sort of go away and kind of make some coffee and and have my space for a few minutes and I, I could do that whereas you know like where if you're in with other people then there's that added social anxiety which I definitely have a bit of so yeah it kind of yeah it worked out for me I actually really enjoyed it oh uh, well yeah. yeah we we did have the question as to whether or not you'd become obsessed with like succulents you know over isolation like many of us <laughs> did and if that inspired the metaphor yeah oh yeah no that's but that's where it, it sparked that metaphor because I was given a cactus for my birthday present by my manager <laughs> and I, I named him Mr. Pickles. And that was my, uh, <laughs> my pet, pet cactus. And, you know, I was staring at it and I think that's where it came from the whole uh, title and the whole song basically. And yeah, like since then I've been getting into plants and like, I've, you know, I'm known for killing plants but now I've become this like full-on gardener and I grow my own vegetables and it's, it's the best thing ever everyone should do it yeah yeah the surprising things that sort of come out of the last you know year and a bit yeah. um so we do have to ask yeah so um, weird so this tour is focused on providing a more sort of like special and intimate uh performance with storytelling and stripped back arrangements of your songs so what's inspired you to create a tour like this so I've always been uh the most comfortable when I was when I'm sitting sitting at the piano and singing and I guess with COVID it kind of gave me a really good excuse to do a tour like that where it's just me at the piano and I do rearrangements of all my songs and yeah just perform it super intimately like that and I've always wanted to do something like it but I just didn't think well, I didn't know when that was actually going to happen. And then 2020, bam, it's like, oh, it's, it's my excuse to do something this way. And so, uh, yeah, the tour was meant to start in July, beginning of July, and all the shows have been cancelled except this Canberra one. So, yeah, you guys will be the guinea pigs. Very lucky. And yes, yes, <laughs> lucky, lucky us. Um, so um we'll see if you're lucky or unlucky <laughs> um so you've had to like rearrange some of your songs for this tour what was that process like um yeah it, it was it's been fun like because I write most of my songs 
at the piano before it gets all produced up. So it was almost like taking it back to how it started, uh, but also incorporating, the, you know, the sounds of the production as well so that there's that, you know, element that people are familiar with. So, yeah, it's been really interesting, like trying to strip it back but still make it interesting and then making it more suitable for the piano without all the crazy production and the beat. So um, it's been a fun challenge for me. Yeah, and I suppose what you were sort of saying before, like COVID's given us this opportunity throughout like all areas of our lives, I guess, to bring things back to, you know, like a, a more basic level. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And really just, I guess, that's very deep and meaningful, but it's like thinking of what what's the core of this, you know, and yeah, well, what can I lose in this song and still make it sound nice? Like how, what's the minimum amount of uh, music that it needs for it to still sound interesting? So I think, yeah, like COVID forced us to think about that in our lives as well. So ooh, yeah, deep. <laughs> And um, and sort of pivoting um, to a couple of Eurovision quest questions quickly that have been sent in from um, our audience and the dummy army here at uh, campus. Um, so we all absolutely love the song Paper Dragons. And before COVID threw everything off schedule, this was meant to be um, the song you entered into the 2021 Eurovision final. What about this song do you think um, would have made it a great Eurovision song? I just really like the quirkiness of it the fact that it's called paper dragon was like yeah this is a definite definite eurovision song and the fact that it's a real power anthem you know and it's super positive it's got a bit of grit and a little bit of like sassy energy but also super positive and yeah like i just thought it it, it, was, it was a super great option for for a Eurovision song which yeah I mean even though it didn't happen um yeah I, I just I, I really like the song <laughs> yeah. and a contrast to Sound of Silence I think as well yeah yeah that's true because yeah Sound of Silence power ballad and then you know people expect another power ballad but then this one's got you know it's a totally different you know it's a faster pace and it's just different yeah so all of those things were pointing at you know, towards that song going, yeah, this will be a strong option for Eurovision. So, yeah. Yeah, no, fantastic. And, and uh, from, like, the concept photos that you put out and just, like, when you listen to the song, you know, you can almost picture that kind of, the, the sort of staging opportunities you would have had with um with that song. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we were just, just starting to sort of picture what could have been the, the performance and the staging, but... Yeah, it really, it didn't really get too far to that stage before everything collapsed down. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, you guys have been following, you, I mean, you guys are massive fans, so you would know everything, the ins and outs. But, <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> we, we followed your journey. Yeah. Even before you're on Eurovision and X Factor as well. And um, yeah, we know a lot about Eurovision as well. <laughs> but we're big fans of you too, of course. Yeah. <laughs> right. So what? So, um, yeah, I don't know. What kind of songs do you guys think, um, I don't know, What if I did Eurovision again, what kind of song would you want 
me to be uh yeah singing oh gosh <sighs> um my favorite song of yours is actually um gladiator I thought it had a really good message ah. and um I love the sort of music video that you did of it um if you could sort of reproduce that production wise on the Eurovision stage a song like that I think it'd be really cool yeah <laughs> oh that's really interesting yeah yeah oh I appreciate <laughs> you have both um yeah yeah and I also thought it was a bit different to Sound of Silence because Sound of Silence I thought was a very sort of intense song but Gladiator like something like and Paper Dragon is a more uplifting song I think um, yeah uplifting and not as not as serious yes but I actually love Sound of Silence just saying um it's one of my fa all-time favorite Eurovision songs so I think to be honest you should do what you want you think is best to be honest yeah <laughs> <laughs> Got fantastic. Yeah, no, but it's, it's, it's always, hey? Got fantastic judgment to follow. Oh, thank you. But yeah, it's interesting to hear from, you know, Eurovision super fans and, you know, you guys know your Eurovision. So yeah, always good to hear from you guys. Um, so a student has sent another question. Um, so from one immigrant to a fellow immigrant, uh, what was it like to represent Australia as an Asian Australian, especially in a Eurocentric competition? What better way to see Australia represented than with cultural diversity? Hmm. Um, yeah, I am Asian, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, yeah, like I, I'm not sure how I would answer the question, but I, I, I do remember at the time feeling like, wow, this is really weird being uh, at Eurovision representing Australia, which is already, it just sounds funny, but then I'm like Asian and I'm, you know, it, it's just, everything was just really funny, but it was also super cool because Australia is very diverse and we have so many, it's a big melting pot of cultures and, and, different ethnicities so you know I I feel super proud that I got to be the face of Australia as an as an immigrant and as an Asian so yeah like Australia is much closer to Asia than anywhere else so um yeah I don't know I have a lot of Asian pride <laughs> and I know lots of other immigrants have been you know feeling seen because of me doing stuff in the mainstream media so I feel very honored and proud to be doing that yeah well we feel absolutely honored that uh you you know represented Australia and and brought your fantastic talent to to the world so thank you for that Oh, well, it's my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> now, of course, um, the Dummy Army got in touch to ask how your new album is coming along and whether there's any updates on that front. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, I, I, I have been working many hours on my album, especially uh, while so many shows have, have been cancelled. So, yeah, it's been good. I've been focusing on making music and finishing the album off so you will hear from me very soon um it'll be not 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 long to go a couple of few months maybe it'll be out oh well, something something fantastic to to look forward to yes and um yes yeah and of course uh the big question is would you still like to go back to eurovision do you think we can see you in australia decides if it starts up again um you know like it's it's 
yeah, like last time I, I decided to come back, it was a big decision and I had to think hard and deep about coming back. And I, I, I threw my hat in the ring and, and then it didn't happen. So, you know, it's like, I'm going to have to go through that decision process again before I can really make my mind up about doing it again. Cause it's, yeah, it's a big commitment, you know, and having done it once, I know that it takes up your life, you know, months of your life. You just have to focus on that one thing, uh, the three minute performance and it's, you know, it's fun, but it's also incredibly intense so I'd have to really think about what I want to do with my life at this point in time. Well regardless um, you know whether on you're on the Eurovision stage or we're seeing you touring around Australia um, thank you so much um, for you know everything you've done for Australia at Eurovision and for you know the music industry here and uh, final question is um, that Dami you have a significant following within the Australian National University in the wider Canberra community is there a message or something you have to say to your followers out there who are tuning in now? Um, uh, well, I'd just say thank you so much for listening to me ramble <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, I, I can't wait to come into Canberra to perform because it's probably the only show in the next couple of months um, and yeah, just stay, stay safe and, uh, and uh, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're so lame. <laughs> no, all good, all good. Well, thank you so much for your time today, and we're very excited to uh, come and see you at the show. Yeah, thank, thanks, guys, for the chat. It's been fun. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> wow, how exciting was that? And that was Dami M speaking to us here on Baroni Radio. Gosh. Oh gosh, what a what a moment for us, Sam. What a moment. I know, what a moment. Three <laughs> hardworking years here already. We've scored an interview with Damien. But no, on a serious note though, um, it's an incredible honor for me. Thank you for organizing this now and Sarah, no, and Maroni no. Radio. Um thank you to our, our production team that works so hard on on uh organizing this for us and all the tech and Yes. And just all, all of those, all of those behind the scene things that yes. actually made this possible. Yes. We had the fun bit. We did. We, we had the fun <laughs> bit. I mean, uh, Dami is, I'm not just saying this, this, she's actually my favorite Australian musician. Um, I've followed her journey ever since X Factor and she's been such an inspiration to me. Didn't, I, I didn't manage to convey that on the call because I was just so nervous talking to her. Um, but it was such a, you know, such a dream come true, I think. So yeah, something I'll definitely remember for the rest of my life. That sounds cheesy, doesn't it? But, oh, no, but it's, it's true. <laughs> it's true. This was, this was a, a big deal and a, and a great experience. So very excited that we got to chat to her and very excited um, that we're going to her concert tomorrow. So quick yes. reminder, there are tickets still available for her Canberra show mm -hmm. on Friday, the 23rd of July tomorrow. Yes. And you can find tickets uh, on the Canberra Theatre website. You're listening to Waroni Radio, the voice of students at the ANU.